Hello and welcome to the 1-160th of a second photography podcast. I think this is episode 132 and this episode is about Pentax Ricoh. Now Ricoh own Pentax and I've had some Ricoh products, I've had some Pentax products but they're not really mainstream. They're niche products, they're niche cameras or at least I think they are and maybe they should be mainstream and that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I talk about they're not niche, they're not mainstream as far as I know and I think this is the case. Pentax only have APS-C DSLRs. They have medium format cameras, which are very good. And I'll be honest, their APS-C cameras are very good. When I first started in photography, I had a Pentax DSLR. And I got that because, for a, I got it for a variety of reasons. I got it because Pentax have an awful lot of features for the buck. They're, they're very good value. But also, my dad had a Pentax SLR and had some good lenses for it. So I bought into the Pentax system because it meant I already had some lenses. So I bought one of their K cameras. I think it might have been the KM and it uses the Pentax PK mount. So I could just stick any old Pentax lens on. It was great and I was away. So the lenses for Pentax, you don't get a huge amount. And we'll talk about that later. But I was happy. I had a couple of primes and a couple of zooms and and I was happy. Now later I switched to Canon and I switched to Canon because I wanted better video so I switched to a Canon 550D. I think I've still got the Pentax lenses. I sold the Pentax DSLR but I kept the lenses there. They're somewhere with my old vintage lenses. Now switching to Canon meant I had more access to lenses because they were the market leader. I think they probably still are the market leader so lenses were more plentiful particularly um, from third parties. Pentax make good lenses and Tamron and I think maybe Sigma make lenses for Pentax but because they're not the big the big one like Canon or Sony or Nikon they seem more expensive they take they took longer to come out and because the market's not flooded with them they're just not as cheap as Canon and they're not as plentiful so I switched to Canon I was quite happy with Canon still got Canon and the reason I decided to do this episode was because I saw that Pentax well, I saw rumor that Pentax were going to do another DSLR that was more focused on video and it brought me back to my Pentax so I don't think a Pentax DSLR focused on video is going to make people switch over to Pentax but when I had my Pentax it did take quite nice looking video but it was in the MJPEG format so I had to go and buy a special codec I think I had to pay £15 for an MJPEG codec to get video running on my computer of course when I switched to the Canon 550D the video was so much better although it's advanced a lot in more recent DSLRs and and I've got one the more recent DSLRs. So when I was shopping for the Canon 550D I was going to various camera shops trying to try it out, trying to look at the picture quality. I went to a Pentax specialist in London in Tottenham Court Road and they were the rudest people I've ever been in a shop with. They were so derogatory, they were so snide and it's funny that things like that you always remember and it it's it's a common phrase, it only takes one to spoil, doesn't it? But I just remember them being, I think I went in 
and asked if they did canon and they sort of they were so aloof and affronted by my request for canon demanding to know why I wanted a canon and the simple answer was I wanted to do more video work so they took a picture they, well they had a canon they had the 550d and they took a picture with it and took a picture with the pentax and they said which is better which is better you know and on the back of the screen the pentax in jpeg did look better it's more saturated etc doesn't mean it was better but it was that sort of forceful sell and you're an idiot for even contemplating wanting anything but a pentax that put me off didn't affect my purchasing decision i'd already decided to buy the 550d and i decided not to buy it from that shop so winding ahead nothing really happened for me with pentax I left the brand. I was happy with the brand and I, I'd been using the camera for a long time, but I, I left it. And then I bought a Ricoh GR3 and I used that so much. And of course, I'd use it more if I actually went out and did photography. I'm not doing photography at the moment. And then I bought a Ricoh Theta. And it does make me think that Ricoh are niche. They have an action camera that was in Lost in Space, the new version on Netflix. That's probably the only remarkable thing about it. They have the Ricoh GR3 and they have the Theta or or they have quite a lot of iterations of the Theta 360 camera. But that's all they do as far as I can see as a company selling cameras. They do very good photocopiers. Photocopies are excellent. I've used one. But as a company, that's pretty much all they do. So what they do, they do very well, but it is niche. Pentax are not doing mirrorless cameras. Pentax are not doing full frame cameras. They're sticking with APS-C. But again, what they do, they do very well. Going back to that old Pentax DSLR, had more features than my Canon, definitely. Had, you know, some really advanced features. I think it had leveling. You could get an you know, it told you if the horizons were level. It had all these features, all these things you could do. It's shot in DNG formats, so it's very easy to process raw images. Picture was good. The the video has never been good on Pentax, but there we are. But yeah, it, it was a good solid camera. And they come weather sealed when you pay a bit more for them, when you don't go for the bottom of the range. So again, like Ricoh, what they do, they do well, but it is niche. If you look on DxO, you'll find their cameras have excellent scores. And I think they're sometimes really ahead of the curve. So they launched in 2011, the Pentax Q series, which they had done a very similar series in film uh, you know in the 70s they'd done these small little cameras and you put these small little lenses on they're fantastic and they did it with the Pentax Q in 2011 and it didn't really catch on although it has a bit of a cult following the Pentax Q series they're just tiny cameras I think they were I can't remember whether they were before Micro Four Thirds or not but other big other big camera companies have done very similar things like Canon with the EOS M line you know they were well ahead of the game Pentax. So I just wanted to give my thoughts on Pentax. Will I buy another Pentax? No, not because I have anything against Pentax, but because I'm locked in with Canon. And if I go through the upheaval of switching manufacturer, switching camera system and ecosystem, then I'd probably go to Fuji in all honesty. Um, there's nothing wrong with Pentax. If they brought out a fantastic single-use product where it wasn't reliant on lenses and flashes and all the other ecosystem that goes with it, yeah, I might buy it. If they brought out a full-frame or weathered 
DSLR, then maybe I'd consider it. But I have my Canon DSLRs, my Canon lenses, flashes for that system. I have my Ricoh GR3. I'm pretty much set. Probably won't need to buy anything else. So I probably won't be switching to Pentax. There are um, lots of people out there who have Pentax. And of course, I've got Pentax lenses. But it's not going to be switching for me. But I did want to talk about my experience of Pentax and Ricoh and just generally convey why I think they're niche or why I think their cameras are niche. Do you have a Pentax? Have you ever used a Pentax? Do you have a Ricoh? Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear your comments. Am I wrong with Pentax? Please don't flood me with if I'm wrong with Pentax, but do let me know because as always, I'd love to hear your comments. Thank you. Goodbye.